Good morning, everyone. This is Jeffy Kennedy, author of Fantasy Romance and Romantic Fantasy. I'm here with my first cup of coffee. Mm. So good. The look of love, right? Today is Thursday, November 4th. Happy birthday to my first love, Kev. Uh, you can see I'm a little bit early this morning. I'm going to write your coffee today. And uh, sky's just barely lightening outside the window. Time changes in the U.S. this weekend, so that'll be good. But So I'm in inside this morning. Probably the last for the Halloween decor. Putting it away this weekend. So, I was thinking, as I sat down, what do I have to say today? And um, I don't know that I do. <laughs> um, novella is coming along fine. Uh, even well at this point. You can see where we... Um, See, if I'm inside, this is very close to my usual working, only I'm usually working on this side of the desk. This is my sit-down spot and my Zoom background uh, whenever I do meetings or interviews and stuff. It's the more official Jeffy background. Um, but then, so the laptop's here. I have it set up here, obviously, with the camera. But then my big monitor is over here. And uh, I love having the great big monitor so that I can see... Um, yeah, I passed 20,000 words on the novella, going for somewhere around 25 to 26. So, uh, knock on laminate. Oh, here's actual wood. Knock on wood. I should finish probably tomorrow. And then I might just let it sit a few days. I've, I've got some time still. And I'm going to start in on gray magic. Uh, because the two are intertwined. And I um, got the first cover renditions for Grey Magic this morning. And so I'll need to look at those and then go back and forth with Revan on those. So that's exciting. I've been um, rereading Dark Wizard. And she pauses significantly. Um, sometimes I get asked, you know, like if I hate reading my own books. Because um, some authors are like that. They're like, oh, I can't bear to go back over them. Um, I generally enjoy reading my own books. Sometimes, um, yeah, I, I get really wrapped in them. Uh, Dark Wizard, I'm trying to, it's not that I... I mean, I am enjoying reading it, and I'm glad I'm doing it because I'm picking up lots of little world-building details that I need to remember to carry through. Uh, I never make world-building Bibles, which is probably a terrible flaw in me as a writer. It comes partly from me being a, a write-for-discovery writer, and so I don't do extensive documentation and um, 
And I also rely heavily on assistant Kareem who uh, answers questions. But there are certain things that like I've, I have to remember that I've seeded in and that's not something she can really read for, for me. So the uh, back's a little stiff this morning. Uh, feels good. Um, yeah, so it's, it's good to reread. I'm really glad I'm doing it, but um, I'd rather be reading something new. <laughs> How's that? But I need to reread both this and Bright Familiar. And then I will um, be free to we have to do a little bit of baby reading, but um, go on to something else. I mentioned briefly that I'd become aggravated with a book that I just finished. Um, and I was trying to pin down why. And I don't know. In some ways, I feel like, does it matter? <laughs> does it really matter, Jeffy? I need to lower this desk a little bit here so I can lean on it. There we go. My hydraulic desk. Isn't that cool? It goes up and down at the press of a button. Really good for adjusting the ergonomics. So I, I think I am unusual as a reader this way. And I don't know if it's my writer brain or not. It could be. I don't really remember if I've always done this. But there are a fair number of books where I start getting tired of them by... 75%, which is weird because that's like when that should be like the big crescendo and heading into the finale. I think some of what's happening is, and, and these are, this was a book that's um, part of a series and self-published, which you, know, you guys know, I don't, you know, think any, you know, I think self-published books are awesome because I self-publish my books. Um, but I think sometimes there is this investment in having the cliffhanger ending that then leads into the next book, right? Um, and this book did that. It had a cliffhanger ending. Kind of. I mean, it's, um, made it seem as if one of the protagonists died. Well, the protagonist did die, but then the author put a note in there saying, I write happy ever afters. Oops. Didn't silence my phone. Let's see who that was. Not my mother. Not this early. Although I did forget to tell her good morning, didn't I? We better do that because she'll get annoyed. She thinks it's entirely possible I will have died overnight. So if she doesn't see my good morning when she wakes up, it's still early there. It's only... 615 there so she's not awake yet good morning that was a good catch you guys so what was ah it was kevin saying thank you for the happy birthday um so i think what happens is oh so she says you know obviously the next book is going to be somehow bringing this protagonist back to life uh and bringing in other characters. And the second book brought in POVs of different characters. Um, 
And so that's clearly going to become more important. But I think what happens is when there is this cliffhanger ending and the author is thinking about moving into the next book and, and I know I do this. I mean, obviously bright familiar ends with a very, it, I don't think it's a cliffhanger, but it's a, um, a very, <laughs> it's an obviously to be continued kind of ending, but it does come to a big resolution. And I think what happens sometimes is if the author's thinking about writing the next book, then this like 75% mark ends up being like extended middle. And that was kind of how this book read. Um, I really like the author's storytelling. And I found the characters very compelling and I'm connected with them emotionally and I loved all of that. But I felt like some of the craft was lacking in that that story structure wasn't there. And I, I don't know, you guys, I think that this story structure really needs to be there. Um, maybe not. Maybe, maybe this Kindle Unlimited binge reading has created more of this Netflix mentality where you don't necessarily expect books to have that rising and falling action and instead it's longer term and maybe I'm old shake my cane um but yeah if I'm at least for me as a reader if I'm not feeling that building to a climax building and building of tension and then the resolution of that tension and the fall um I start to get restless and that's what this book did was it kind of had a chain of events. It wasn't building. It wasn't a escalation of tension. It wasn't an escalation of the problem. Instead, it was like one thing, then the next thing, then the next thing, then the next thing. And the book ends at the climactic battle. And there's a little bit of aftermath, but it's from different characters point of view. And I don't know. It's, um, I mean, do you guys do this where you like, you're reading a book that you really liked, but then you get to like those last 100 pages and you kept checking to see like how much of the book is left. Am I done yet? Um, I think that's partly what's going on. I've, I've been thinking about it for a couple of days, trying to define that. And it's not something that I would call that author out for necessarily or anything like that, but the fallout for me is I don't really have much desire to read the next book um, because I feel like at this point I'm just being strung along and and as someone who writes long series I want to be really aware of the of me not doing that to readers so that's kind of my takeaway on all of this and it's interesting because bright familiar I know we want to tie up a whole lot of stuff that's going on. Um, and I'm not sure. It'll be interesting to see. I mean, in some ways that's um, the writing for discovery is I don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> um, I, I have some ideas of what will happen in the book, but you know, as far as like the overall social, 
you know, change. Let's put it that way, change. How much of that can I do in gray magic? Um, how much do I want to do? Because certainly one thing that's happening with writing this novella is I've introduced these new characters and I'm thinking about new things that are going on in this world and other stories I'd like to write. So I know I don't want to, well, for those of you who've read Dark Wizard and Bright Familiar, I don't want to totally destroy the convocation yet because it's, um, you know, the, there's a lot of great tension to the social structure. So I'm thinking about how this is going to play out. Um, and so that's, that's like the conundrum, right? It's, you know, how much do you keep the world as your neat little sandbox that you can play in and, but then you don't want to risk drawing it out so long that people get tired of reading it. And there's always attrition from one book to the next. And a lot of, um, there's been, you know, a fair amount of analysis of it. But in general, you get uh, something like a 50% drop off from book one to book two. You get a lot of people who at least, and that's just sales. So, you know, it could be, and you guys know you do it too. People buy the book, but they don't read it. And so I think that's a big percentage of that, especially if the book's on sale and people buy it and they're like, why not? Um, so you get all of these sales that don't translate to reads necessarily. And, and that's me not being in Kindle Unlimited. So, you know, if you're in Kindle Unlimited, you're getting actual page reads. If you're selling books, you sell a lot of books that people don't get around to reading. And maybe they get around to it a couple years later. I do that. Sometimes I'll like, <laughs> I, I talk about it on here all the time, right? I go to buy a book and Amazon tells me you bought this book in 2015. I'm like, Oh, fuck me. <laughs> but, um, you know, it, it happens. And I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing. I think we read things at the time that we need to read them. And, and we talk a lot about that, right? You know, you come back to a book from uh, that you tried before and bounced off of, and then for some reason it opens itself up to you the next time, which is um, always a joy, right? There's this one book that's um, a recent space opera and series that book one won a lot of awards and was really lauded. And one of my friends really liked it a lot. And we keep having conversations that involve this book for a couple of different reasons. Um, he also does not like book two. And we were talking about the phenomenon of the author who writes, let me take it back. It's not that he doesn't like book two. He thinks book two is okay. He thought book one was great. And book two, he felt like has done nothing to further illuminate the world or add to the story. And he felt like the author could have stopped with book one. And we were talking about the fact that it could have been that the author only intended to write book one. And then uh, this one's traditionally published, sold it to the publisher and the publisher says, okay, um, you know, we're giving you a two or a three book deal. So what are you going to write for the sequel? And the author might be going the sequel. <laughs> um, I think that happens. Um, 
I think it's very interesting that, uh, and I hope I'm going to get the correct author name. I should probably check it. Um, is it Catherine Addison Allen who wrote The Goblin Emperor? <laughs> it's funny on here it says um, book by uh, Sarah Monette. Uh, Sarah Monette is also Catherine Addison, not Allen. I think that's what I was getting wrong. Catherine Addison. I really enjoyed a lot of things about Goblin Emperor. And she came out with the sequel, I think just recently, called The Witness for the Dead. This is the advantage of me being inside. I can do my, my quick Googling. Um, yeah, and that just came out doo -doo -doo, just recently. June 22nd came out this summer. I haven't read it yet, but um, it's um, <laughs> people like it, but I found it very interesting. I, I can't go down the rabbit hole of reading this while you guys are watching me, um, but let's see, I'm looking, I am looking at the description. Yeah, it moves to a different character in the world. Um, which I don't know. I, I, I wanted a sequel because there were a lot of things that I wanted from Goblin Emperor that I felt like were unfinished and I wanted more. Um, but the author didn't feel that way. So she moved to a different character in the world. And I was just noticing on this blurb, I kind of wonder if, um, if her editor or, you know, and it's from, um, Macmillan, is it Tor? Macmillan, Tor is part of Macmillan. Yeah, it's Tor. Um, the blurb starts out referencing the Goblin Emperor. So it's kind of funny that it says, when the young half-goblin emperor Maya sought to learn who had set the bombs that killed his father and half-brothers, he turned to an obscure resident of his father's court, a prelate of Ulysses and a witness for the dead, Thara Selahar found the truth, though it did him no good to discover it. So then it goes and it follows Selahar. But I think it's interesting that the blurb roots us in Maya, which is the character that we loved and kind of wanted to continue with, or at least I did. Um, you know, so, you know, it's an interesting thing. Like how many books do you write in a series and uh, how long do you play in a world and how much do you let the expectations of others influence that? You know, it's, it's interesting for my forgotten empires trilogy by far the most frequent request is spin-off stories with Ambrose. People want more stories about Ambrose and, um, and I have to think about, I mean, I can, I could do it. I just haven't done it yet, but it's like, Hmm. Uh, you know, and, and some of it's because Khan and Leah's story is, is complete, but also because Ambrose is such an intriguing character, right? So something to think about for the future. So many ideas, so little writing energy, or at least how finite the writing energy. On that note, I will remind you all that First Cup of Coffee is part of the Frolic Media Podcast Network. And you will find more podcasts that you love at frolic.media slash podcasts. 
and I will talk to you all tomorrow. Take care. Bye-bye.